Welcome to the One Pan Podcast. I'm John. According to my Patty Scuba certification, I'm Bryce. And tonight, we'll be making Meatballs of Soup! I'm interested in this. So, okay. Uh, meatball sub soup. It's going to be... I mean, you know, meatball subs mm-hmm. are fu- okay. Actually, I, I'm gonna act like I'm. I like them. I don't hate them or anything. You don't. You're not. A, you're not a meatball sub fan. I. How do you handle them? Like, yeah. Like a sandwich is usually you know uh-huh. cold cuts that are flat and they're in. They're organized. Now and then you go to Subway yeah, and you like get a meatball unbalanced sub. Unbalanced and you're. Whoa. No, no, you get a you get a you get a meatball sub from from Subway and uh, you drive back to your office with it and by the time you it's get so you get to your cubicle, the meat the bread has turned to mush. Is there, I mean, like, Subway's trash, unless they want to sponsor us. Um, but like, We can replace Jared Fogle. <laughs> uh, I don't have kitty porn on my computer. I'm already a step ahead of him, but yep. I'm still poorer than him. Yeah. So it's just sad. He probably, really he probably, like, Not the deals kids. in ramen in, in prison. <laughs> uh, is it, it's probably king. No, no, no. I, I heard in prisons, ramen was one of the big items, and then another one replaced. Mm-hmm. Like, it used to be cigarettes, but, like, no yeah, one sure. smokes anymore. No one smokes. It's all, it's jewels now. <laughs> it's jewels? It's, it's all, it's vape juice. It's vape juice. <laughs> like, that wouldn't, you know. Get, uh, I'm walking through this prison. It smells like man bio and sweat and <laughs> mango chutney. Uh, yeah, he was like, huh? <laughs> what, 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 so, someone's vaping. Someone's vaping. Hey, any, any way to quit smoking the cigarettes, though? Do what you need to. Sure. Do what you Which need to. I guess, like, it's not working. <laughs> like, cigarette smoking is on a, like an all-time high because of the Jewel Company, which I really wish I had invested in them because they went from nothing to like three billion dollar company valuation. What am I doing with my life? I know, <laughs> son of a. It's damn it. Like modern art, it's just uh, shit. I could have done that, but I didn't do it first. I could have fucking. I could have done something. I saw that. Uh, that's like cryptocurrency, right? Bitcoins and shit. I remember when that came out, and I was like, "Yeah." I, my dad was talking about that, and I thought, "Man, that actually be really pretty cool." That seems neat. You know, it's only like you know five or six hundred bucks to get your own machine to mine bitcoins right. and doing a thing. And had you been doing it the whole time, oh, you could have made so much money two years ago. Seriously, that's the the article about that kid who made a bet with his parents that he'd be a millionaire by the time he was whatever, like 18 or something like that. And then if he was a millionaire, he didn't have to go to school anymore. And he did. He put $1,000 in Bitcoins when they first came out, and he sold them for like uh, like $11 million at the at the height of the cryptocurrency thing like, uh-huh. uh, last year. At one of the spikes, right? Yeah, yeah, one of the right. giant spikes. He sold them all off, and I was like, son of a fucking... And it's Damn not real. It. That's the thing that fucks me. Oh, yeah. It's not real. It's extra not real. It's, already, it's, already our currency is not backed by gold. Right. It's just the, we, the it's faith just, of the United yeah. States. We just agree, yes. And then all really someone has to say is, no. No. We're like, ah, oh, shit. And it happens all the time with everything. And it doesn't even know. It's just someone, someone, someone has to go, uh, and we're all spiraling like, oh, into it. <laughs> Tokyo's like, mm, for a second, and we're fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Everything I had is worthless now. The economy is silly. It really... I want to go back to the days of, like, I have bread. I will trade you bread for sheep. <laughs> right? It's There's something... I want to Settlers of Catan this nonsense. <laughs> I feel like we'd there's have a lot three better. three wheats for one uh-huh. Uh, rocks. Uh-huh. Three wheats for rocks. And uh, if you don't, I'll, I'll beat you to death with those rocks. <laughs> I'll throw them at you till you die. Mm-hmm. You know what I heard one time? This was the most depressing thing ever. Slavery, mm-hmm. technically... Mm-hmm was a step forward in our society. Oh. Because what we used to do 
was eat them. Oh. When we, oh, we're going to fight, and when you guys lose, we're going to eat you. And then we took one step forward to be like, oh, we're going to do sl- How is slavery a step up? That's pretty bad. That's a low, that's a low fucking bar. That's a low bar. Yeah, history is... Um, Humans history, are assholes. History isn't interesting the more you learn about it. History is more... The more you learn about it, the more fucked up things right. get. The more you're like, oh, women used to put dog urine on their face to uh, cure issues of, and you're like, oh, you're like wait, wait, oh cure what? their social life i like, don't know mm. i need new friends how do i get rid of my current ones dog piss dog, dog pee it'll cure your okay your, everyone to avoid you got you. ghosts in your blood you should do cocaine <laughs> about it actually being an old-timey doctor would be awesome oh god <laughs> like being a weird plague doctor because you just you just whatever goes whatever weird dream you have about the <laughs> disease you're trying to cure suddenly becomes the thing that you just now write a book about and you bound in human skin <laughs> No, like I, I read up on the. We got dark um, quick, the American, man. From meatball subs to the decline of the American economy to now uh, plague doctors. Right. So I, I read about the American vampire panic of like the 1800s into the 1920s. Wowzers. Where like people were just so terrified of of vampires. Vampires. And they would they do shit like dig people up and oh, yeah. stab the bodies or oh, burn yes. the bodies yep. or. Take out the heart, burn the heart, mm-hmm. eat the ashes. Yep. And God, when I listen, I'm just like, fuck, those people needed medicine. God, they just one doctor to be like, but germs? Oh, germs! Yep. Oh, man. There's many times that I look about things like that. Uh, I listen to that podcast, Lore, occasionally. Uh-huh. And he always talks about stuff that happened in the 1800s and in the, just the weird, wonky, fucked up shit that goes on in human history. And you're just like, what's his face? Not uh, H- Howard Hughes. No. Howard Hughes, no, that's not him. H.G. Wells, no, that's not him. The the America's prolific, most prolific serial killer, the guy who was in Chicago at the World's Fair, who built the giant murder home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his, his, his name starts with an H. I don't remember what it is. It tweeted us uh, at One Pen Podcast, whatever the hell I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm sure. Also, tell your friends about the podcast. Most Ra- rate, us on, are... rate us on iTunes and uh, tell your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your, tell your friends. Send Sorry, it we to were talking him. about something? Tell your friends. Tell your... <laughs> um, you, just, you think about how successful he was, and it was just because we didn't, Pay attention, like one. He was just like a little bit smarter than most people in order to fool them and trick them and have like a murder mystery house, because you just look at how we got away with shit like that back then. I I heard one time that like before we really like figured out fingerprints and yep. and how to do that. So like you know late sixties seventies before that it was just sort of like if there was no one to see you kill someone with you holding the murder weapon and you being in the room with the dead body, it was real easy you, to get. You were good. It was real easy to get away with it. Yeah, before DNA, that's that John Mulaney joke. Remember when he's like, before DNA, they'd be like, Detective, we found a pool of the killer's blood in that hallway. And he would just be like, hmm, gross. No, 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 that, that, hold on to that blood for just, just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Just a little bit, you know. Right. Uh, that's funny. So speaking of subs. Yeah. I love a meatball sub. Yeah. I love a Why do you sub. love a meatball sub? I don't, let me be clear. I don't hate them. I don't get them. Uh, like, I don't understand... It it's like uh is it like I'm eating spaghetti but with bread kind of okay I think that's the big that's the major appeal to a meatball sub is this it's like a when 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 do you ever have meatballs whenever do you have meatballs I you mean have meatballs. not anymore no I mean but like when the like only when time I go you, to a restaurant I'm like ooh meatballs yes but you only ever get them in a pasta dish that's like the only time you get meatballs so when somebody was like I want to put this on a sandwich I think it's a pretty good thing. Oh, hey. The meatballs are done. 
There we go. Wonderful. So that timer was to signify that our meatballs, no, 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 they're not done just yet. We have to broil them now. So we're going to switch that over. We're going to set a timer for like, greasy. yeah, it's delicious. That's that's 15% fat meatballs. What did we get? There's 20. 80, oh yeah, we got 80, <laughs> 80% lean, 20% fat. Uh, some greasy ass meatballs are going to be delicious. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the specific appeal of a meatball sub is. It's just something about it's a hot sandwich. When do you get hot sandwiches? Not not uh, besides grilled cheese or melts, which isn't a grilled cheese. And people, that's my, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are like, "It's when a grilled get cheese." All, get all uppity about grilled cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or no, when people say that anything but a grilled cheese is a grilled cheese, you can't have chicken oh. in a grilled cheese. No, that's a melt. It's a right. chicken melt. It's a patty melt. It's a I have melted two pieces of bread together with the third ingredient plus cheese. A grilled cheese is solely and only that. And fight me on this. Or as people say on Twitter, don't, this is, this don't is at me. John is going to. Yep. Don't at me with this bullshit. A grilled cheese is bread, cheese. That's it. Nothing else. So we should 653. Well, I don't know. 657 or something like that. We'll come back okay. to checking out the meatballs and everything. Okay. But how often do you have a hot sandwich, really? So when Quiznos was the only one doing it, mm. oh, that was so good. Mm-hmm. And then Quiznos shit the bed. Um, yeah, their portion sizes got really small. Their prices got really expensive. What, what I remember happening, I, I read up on this. It was a former. It was the child of a former Quiznos <laughs> franchise owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, in the beginning with Quiznos, mm-hmm. Quiznos was finding good sources for, um, ingredients, and for ingredients and stuff. And at one point they said, no, now it's up to you. And so then... Oh, the franchise is fran- indiv- yes. Oh, no. So then, inevitably, capitalism being capitalism. Sure, of course. They, it, was, it was a race down to the cheapest price yep. because it was no longer part of it. And so, I mean, Quiznos was having a rough time because Subway decided, oh, yeah, we, can, we have microwaves. Yeah, <laughs> we're already a giant established franchise. We can just... Uh, I was working at Subway at that time. Uh-huh. I was working when, Quizno, when, when Quiznos had come out, and it was like, wow, this is amazing. Hot sandwiches, right. ultra delicious. cheese, oven, yeah. toasty, and crunchy. And we at Subway ar- were like, ar- what ar- the ar- fuck are we going to do? And then I remember I remember the day. So I was in like high school, and it was like my second job was working at Subway with my friend Andrew. He got me the job. and Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, he's a good kid. Uh, we're friends on Facebook today. He's still a metalhead. He's hilarious. Good. Anyway, uh, he uh, we got he got me the job and it was pretty good. And uh, I, I it was it was bad. I was a, I was a bad employee for him because he ended up losing his job because of me. And the reason it was because I uh, you're fucking on the bread. I had like a, no. I I would like for an hour every day. I would like call my friends every time I sh- every time I had my shift. I would work. I would just call people and be like, Hey, I'm working. Come get free food. And for like <laughs> two hours out of my shift every day, I would just give away sandwiches. I would just give away thousands of dollars worth of stuff. There Smokies. we go, Smokies. We're gonna take these guys off. Oh. That smells delicious. Uh, we're one hundred percent gonna activate the uh, smoke alarm, so it's gonna be a thing. I don't know. This one's pretty weak. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> smoke alarms have traumatized me. Mm-hmm. Reason why? It's nothing related with like fire safety. They they beat you up behind a park in a parking lot. <laughs> they're, they're just like, hey, we don't like how you're cooking. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, you use too much oregano. <laughs> it got it got all smoky and shit. Okay. So uh, when we lived in Vegas. We had the most over 
You lived in Vegas? Yeah, I lived in Vegas for two years. Oh, we're going to have... That town's shit. Oh. Anyways. It's um, terrible to visit. Sorry, if you live in Vegas and you like Vegas, that's fine. I lived there. It's shit. Mm. Um, My sister got addicted to cocaine there. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's that's a, bad, a, it's a bad That's place. a fairy tale for, <laughs> for Vegas. <laughs> that's like a weekly occurrence. I came occurrence. to this town. There's the bread lights and then the... <laughs> The cocaine. Yeah, pretty Anyways, much. Anyways, cocaine, drug addiction is bad. Seek help. Addiction is real. Addiction is real. Is this still smoking? No, I think. Yeah. Oh, real smoky, smoky, smoky boys. So it was the most overreact. Like you know, you know how when you're cooking food. Yeah. Sometimes you can tell. Oh, I've overdone it. You have yeah. that smell of it is burnt. Oh, uh, sure. Okay. I've this thing food. would smell it before like a dog would smell oh. it. Like if we were cooking meat. It's still raw, damn it. Like if we were, I'm, so I swear at a restaurant, we'd be at a restaurant getting food, and our smoke alarm would be like, it's burning. It's <laughs> Fire! Like it's not like we. So that's you why get I, a text message alert from home. Right. I think the food's burning. It's burnt. Damn it, um, Daryl. How do you know? That's where we developed the technique at our house of taking a rag mm-hmm. and putting a rubber band or putting the rag up on the smoke alarm. Oh and yeah, yeah. The rubber band around it to keep it down and in place. Yep. Just so it gets just a little less air, so it doesn't get quite as much you just smoke. Choke it out a yeah, little bit. That's yeah. great. We just smother it. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, look at those delicious boys. It's still smoking a fair amount. It's still smoking, but we'll let them cool down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, what we're talking about? Uh, so hot, hot food. Uh, oh hot yeah. Foods. So I was anyway hot for like two hours, for two hours out of my shift every single day, I was oh. giving away food. It was it was terrible. Yeah, it's and terrible I remember, for business. I remember. Oh yeah, no, no. My franchise owner was losing literally like thousands of dollars. Which, which I hear. I that probably cost him twenty grand <laughs> that year. In giving away food. It was great. Sure. <laughs> Plus, I mean, all the shit I was eating. Because at the same time, it was like my, it was freshman year in high school for me. So uh-huh. I had a hollow leg right, at the time. Right. I was just eating. Like, give me protein. I would just eat all the time. And, and like the, it was, I don't know, Subway was still kind of like, they had just started their Eat Fresh campaign. Right. So it was fucking hyper popular. Right. And so he was like. You know, the franchise owner was experiencing a giant boom in food. So he would just let us, like, there was no rules about when or when we couldn't eat. Uh-huh. It was just kind of like an honor system. And I abused the <laughs> hell out of that. I just, like, every day I had to eat, like, three or four footlongs. Right. <laughs> just bring them home. It was so bad. It was so much food. I would bring footlongs home. I would make, like, four or five and bring them home to then take them to school and then give them to friends to win popularity contests. And be like, hey, uh... Christy Ross, you're cute. Here's a free sub. Here's the sandwich. You should date me. And she's like, oh, this is great. You're ugly. <laughs> you're like, uh, Damn fair, it. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, <laughs> just don't make fun of me I anymore, please. She's like, just keep providing me food. And I'll, I'll, I won't make fun of you. Good. <laughs> and then to quote, dude, these are agreeable terms. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I remember when they, they delivered the giant box. That was the massive, like, oh. Oh, look at this. Oh, push the button. It heats up. the. F- I remember the right. whole thing. And then it was like, oh, this is the death of Quiznos right here. Right. I, I am totally holding did. the sword of Damocles right. over Quiznos's head. <laughs> and this is it. Anyway. But I love a good meatball sub because beyond, beyond a grilled cheese, you don't really get hot sandwiches that often. Occasionally you get a melt and things like that. Right. So and like just, a melt is, is only hot to melt. It is not hot to eat. It's not hot to eat. Same with like, okay, you don't heat up club sandwiches. You don't heat up BLTs. Yeah. You don't roast beef. Au jus, I think, is the only other really. That's close. Like, like a Philly cheesesteak yeah, is yeah. kind of close. Kind of close because they melt the cheese and stuff like that. But then, I don't know. But it's also like, it's not. Like a meatball sub cold is not good. Mm-hmm. It is meant to be eaten warm. Yes. I mean, 
Meatball Stuff Cold is not good because the tomato sauce congeals in really weird ways and stuff like yeah. that. It doesn't definitely does not do. It gets gunky. Yeah, it gets All gunky. Kinds you of just gunky. feel it like you're like, oh, this is gonna. This is not. This is going to block up some arteries. That's how I feel about Philly cheesesteak, too. You're definitely, this is going to be bad. All right, make the soup. In a large pot, over medium-high heat, we heat some oil, which is uh, two tablespoons of extra virgin. Uh, what, how does, how does, uh, what's her oh, face? Uh, Rachel Ray? Rachel Ray. E-V-O-O. E-V-O-O. E-V-O. Uh, we would watch. So here's what middle school was for me. She's in the chunky, and I love it. It's, <laughs> she's great. She's a sexy chef. I'm gonna be right. honest. Hey, you know what? Whatever you're Listen, into. if she was all like, she wanted to shoot a kitchen porno, you'd bet I'd be there. It'd be great. Can I be the sound guy? <laughs> um, no. Um. So my mornings in middle school, mm-hmm. because I don't sleep much and I wake up pretty early. Um. It would be watching cooking shows in the morning, followed by watching Fox and Friends. Uh, my very conservative family. Oh, that's funny. I thought be... Fox and Friends was like a recent thing. No, it's like 25 years old. Damn. Like, it's... I mean, it wasn't good and popular. So what is... what is? I've never heard of it. I mean, I've, I've heard of it in the context of like our uh, glorious Cheeto... Uh, Cheeto president? Cheeto overlord watches it. To what? I don't know. It's just part of his morning routine, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. He, he, um, he has his morning constitution while he watches it. Sure, sure. You know. Which I think is a hilarious way to say poo. <laughs> My morning constitution. <laughs> it's the big nasty dump guys take in the morning. It's the okay. it's the gross one. Yeah, because um, mm, okay. it just builds up overnight. Tailspoon. No, so the large pot over medium high heat and the oil. We do the onion, which we're skipping. I'll just I'll put a little. I'm not feeling about it. Uh, onion powder is good. We'll do that. Uh, six minutes. Add the garlic until it's fragrant for a minute, and then we add uh, two tablespoons of tomato paste. Stir until combined. Then add. One can of crushed tomatoes, three cups of beef broth, and a cup of skim milk. At which point we'll have a uh, some kind of sort of soupe, soupe the lupe the soupe. I watched that movie uh, Escape Room today. We saw it at the district, and that's different than Jodie Foster's Panic Room. Yes, it is. Jodie Foster does a better job. Uh, uh, shots fired shots fired in the precinct oh no uh yeah it's uh so escape room is a film about about sadness <laughs> no it, it's Wait, it's is this, hold on is this playing off of the, like the escape room fad but yes like it's real yes a thousand percent Yes, that's the that's the most difficult part about the film is is that there is nothing original about the concept of the film. It takes the occurring fad of everybody's obsessed with escape rooms right now, so let's let's make a movie about it. It's it feels like a remember a scary movie, in and and all the scary movie two and scary movie three and everything and about how those were really topical and so like in in. Already, like you can you can go back and watch scary movie and go like, oh yeah, this is hundred percent two thousand two in a nutshell. They were making fun of Eminem. Oh. Yeah, that's it. But there's nothing like scary movie can't last because it is so bottlenecked topical um, about it that it, it, it doesn't last. This is how this escape room movie feels. It. 100% plays off the fad that everybody's obsessed with, like, mystery escape rooms right I now. I mean, I feel like that fad's dying. I feel like the movie totally missed it, just because mm-hmm. when Brooklyn Nine-Nine did an episode about it, yep. that was when we were done. Yep, that was kind of when we were done. And that was very funny, but that was really it. And, and so this is exactly... 
<laughs> Bean pot. Bean pot. Call say. me Velvet Thunder. Roger that, wet blanket. No, from now on, call me Velvet Thunder. God, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine so much. Hey, hold on, isn't there an episode? The 10th? Uh, no. I'm not sure. I know that we're, uh, we're nearing the... It's this week. It's this week. I haven't seen the... Uh, Amy and Jake getting married, so we're oh. we're following up on Hulu, and we're starting to get to the end of the we're getting to the end of the most current season available on Hulu, I think, uh, which is pretty fun. Mystery escape room, or it's, it's it's just called escape room, I guess. It's it's a very hokey. It, it's an incredibly predictable plot. A secret organization gathers together like five people arbitrarily and you're like whoa how are they figuring like what has brought these what people together decide? and it's really the sad part is is it's like a shit saw knockoff that's exactly what i thought yep. this is like saw yep. but kind of like how the ring but less dangerous <laughs> less less brutal less menacing. yes less menacing that's the saddest part about it or anything you're trying to think okay well how are these people connected maybe they saw a thing blah 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 this, that. they were a jury so they're not connected at all uh, no no that here's shit. the it, it, the the jam is is they have all suffered traumatic events in their lives and been the last one get to in survive. line get in line yep it's it's fine so they're the last person to survive this like the main you know the main girls are like oh we were i was um backpacking with my mom over southeast asia we took a flight and it went like, down rich and I was white the, people fuck off i was the only survivor real quick, real quick why watch this stupid documentary i don't remember what it was mm. but it was just these rich fuck off white people who went on vacation but their whole vacation was just them exercising like what like not like working out wow, in the that's gym. some hyper privilege right right Holy so shit. they go on vacation to do outdoor exercise in interesting places God, what kind of how bad do you have to hate yourself? Right. How much do you have to? Yeah, throw the whole cannon. How much do you have to absolutely despise who you are as a human being to to go on vacation and go? I'm gonna. What What is your life that exercises vacation? Oh my god. I mean, I'd say this out of jealousy. That's fine. I'll admit it. I'm cool. I'll be cool about it. I don't even. That's so ridiculous. Three cups of beef broth and a cup of skim milk, in order to make the soup really delicious. Which, by the way. Stuff is smelling pretty it good. It smells great the, in here. The the meatballs. I can't tell you how excited I am for meatballs. I just really. I don't know what about them. I don't know what. I don't know why they just call to my soul. They just. They speak to you. They speak to me. It's a it, ball of meat. Yeah. There's, there's no, no, no pretense no. to it. It's just. It's just like this is gonna be delicious. It's gonna be really delicious. Oh, you know what? One of my favorite. Uh, like a couple of years ago, Emily and I made mozzarella stuffed meatballs, and that was one of the best decisions I've ever made. So you just take the meatball and informing the ball of meat. You take a little cube of cheese and then you form the meatball around it and then you make it. And so when you bite into the meatball, it's just like it ooey gooey. And you're like, oh, yes. Game room is a very sad excuse escape for room. Over, escape room game. What did I call it? Game room. Lame room is what Lame it is. Room. It's it's a very sad excuse for a horror movie. Horror used to be cool, right? Like, yes. Like, I don't like how horror has to, like, now take mundane things and make them spooky. No, you can just make things spooky. Yeah. Like, Mike, Mike Myers, Michael Myers, mm-hmm. he was 
escape from an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like make like no. he was a milkman who got angry and <laughs> no. started knife, 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 knife. He's just a scary dude. He's just a scary dude. Yeah, like he didn't really need a setup. He escaped from a sane asylum. Oh, nope. I don't want anything to do with him good at enough. all. Good enough for me. Uh, see him in a dark road holding a knife? Nope. We're good. <laughs> I'm not going to pull over and ask him how he's doing. Be like, hey, escaped crazy person. It's raining out. Would you like a ride? No. <laughs> Your knife looks sharp. Want to get in my car where no one, where we don't have cell phones and no one can find my location or anything? Hey there, can I help you with your knife? Yeah. <laughs> Seems like you don't have any place to put that. Could you please put it in my torso? In, in my stomach. It'll hold it real good. Real good. Real good. I do. I love horror, and I love horror what it used to be. And we had a really good. The 80s were good in that way. We had a good. Well, okay. So you think about horror in like the 70s, right? You had The Hills Have Eyes. Sure. Was, and uh, you yeah. had uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff like that. That wasn't really... They were figuring... Okay, so you had horror in the 20s, right? You had... Monsters. Yes. Yeah, you had, you, Universal Monsters. Yeah. You had Frankenstein's Monster. You had Dracula. You had The Creature from the Black Lagoon, which has always had has, has always had the most potential to me to be really good, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. No one has ever like tried to remake it and do a better job or do a thing. And that's that's really fucking frustrating. We got a Benicio del Toro werewolf remake, which no one needed ever. And then but no nobody's gonna attempt the creature from the black lagoon. Come on, man. There's a lot to it. Anyway, you've got horror black and white horror in the twenties, which if have you ever seen the Bella Lugosi Dracula? No, no. It's, to this day, still good. I understand why it is one of the most revered horror films of all time. It's beautifully paced. It's I watched it on VHS at the shop uh, like uh, last year sometime, and I was like, holy shit, this is good. Like, I am enjoying yes, this. Yes, yeah. for it being a black and white film, for it being pretty slow and everything, I was really, I was hooked. I was really like, this is fucking great, man. This is hilarious. Anyway, you had all those movies, right? And then you kind of had a break from good horror films because then you had all the stuff in the 40s and the 50s, which was the B-horror of The Blob, The Attack of the 50-Foot Ant. You had all these weird radiation stories. (laughs) Right, right, right. The Atomic Age. Yes, the the Atomic Age. And so everything got, everything is a little wackadoo. It was like sci-fi, but it was more like sci-fi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vaguely scientific. Uh, We'll probably end up doing the dishes on horror, but it's it's fine. Anyway, the, uh, so you had all that stuff like that. And then you get the 70s, late 60s to the 70s, you get Hills Have Eyes, you get Tanks of Chainsaw Massacre, where they start to kind of focus on... Uh, more American stories and stuff like that. You get into urban legends a yeah. little bit and stuff like that because that's what the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was supposed to be. It's not really, it's not a real story. But I thought, I thought it was, but it happened in Michigan. No, and that's the whole. Po- it's it's based <laughs> off of a couple. It's like right. an amalgamation of a couple of stories, right. whatever it was. And so, but their whole big campaign was this really happened. This really happened, and everybody's like, oh shit, this could happen like, to us. Ah, oh, I have chainsaws are a thing. Ah, you know, and so that, and then you had, and then I think you had like the golden age of. You had the golden age of horror because the 70s didn't really – they were still really figuring out cinematography. Right. Right. If you watch a lot of those, the the camera shots are fucking weird. It's uh, Lenses are – everybody's fuzzy and camera equipment is kind of meh. And then they like took a bunch of big leaps forward with technology in the 80s and you got some good shit. Right. You watch – yes, Nightmare on Elm Street is really tame, but the special effects are way – better than anything in the 70s they they went really further ahead with it and just 
just fucking fantastic with it. And, okay, so you had the big three in the 80s. Nightmare on Elm Street, which was Freddy Krueger. You had Friday the 13th, Jason. And then you had Halloween, which was Michael Myers. Which, fun fact, Michael Myers' mask is a painted white Captain Kirk mask. Oh, I love it. I think it's the funniest thing. And now, anytime I see it, I'm like, oh my god, Kirk. Like, <laughs> Kirk, what are you doing? Same thing anytime I see Chris Pine and anything, I'm just like, Captain Kirk! <laughs> what are you doing? Kirk, no! Stop it! So you had the big three in the 80s, right? Which then spawned a jam-packed full sequel. How many fudging? There's like eight. There's, uh, yeah. Let's see, there's a... I realized in the 80s we finally figured out how to do sequels. Like, mm-hmm. we tried kind of in the 60s and 70s. A little bit. But... No, 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 in the 80s, we finally figured out figured out sequels, and then the next evolution was... We ruined sequels. We ruined them, We yeah. ruined it because we went uh, Friday the 13th, right. Jason Takes Manhattan, part eight. Right, we didn't realize the right thing to do was cinematic universes, which I'm not looking forward to. Mm. I, I think Marvel should do it, and everyone should shut the should, fuck up. Yeah, we should, we're, we're trying to do a big thing, and I, and I don't think of it. Anyway, but, like, Friday the 13th has, like, eight. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street has, like, what, six or seven kind of fucking movies. Uh, Halloween has a bunch of them that they have the reboots and everything and stuff like that. Uh, but the best part about the Jason 80s, X in, yes, space. in space and how does he kill people with a knife come on he's in fucking space yeah man use a I don't know use meet up with alien oh fuck that's the crossover I want <laughs> Jason <laughs> meets alien <laughs> Jason's like, I can't die. The alien's like, everything about me is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to spit ass in your face. I don't have a face. I wear a hockey mask, you fuck. <laughs> anyway, but the best part about the 80s is not just the mainstream. You had then the rise of VHS and home movies in VHS and local distribution of VHS. So in my in my quest for um getting VHS uh, getting VHS tapes for my shop and everything I started looking up VHS and started kind of becoming obsessed with it etc have you watched documentaries on uh, uh, yes. VHS collectors uh, I have I, I have a, I have a whole Instagram account dedicated to other people and I follow a bunch of VHS uh, uh, tape heads yep we're dropping all the meatballs all 11 meatballs into the soup so that they can simmer and stuff and then we're going to put some we're going to add a cup and a half of mozzarella um, a ton of parmesan seasoned with oregano salt and pepper so it'll be great I, I follow uh, hashtag tapeheads on Instagram. It's great. Anyway, there is a massive horror community around um, because there was tons and tons of these unlicensed, unrated horror movies that just got local and home distribution, like direct-to-VHS, direct-to-tape stuff. So there's, you know, Chopping Mall and Microwave Massacre. Hey, like I've heard of... Tales of the Quad Dead Zone. Yes. Which, what is the Quad Dead Zone? No. Nobody knows. Oh, I love it. Anyways, so there's the 80s are great because you have this massive community of horror movies that never saw never saw any kind of uh, like theatrical distribution. Ow, that's hot. Fuck. Anyways. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, I just love it. And so the 80s, there's tons and tons and tons of driller killer. There's so many good why, why fucked they, up horror movies in the 80s because there was no parental no regulation. No there rules. Was, there was no rules. There was nothing. There was no MPAA to be like, Wild nah, West. Let's knock it off. Oh. What's da- what, what do people have in their coffee tables? The killer coffee table. Uh, but it spits hot coffee, so you don't yeah, hear it. Right? So anyway, the 80s are the best because they had that shit. And then, you know, we had a... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles saying damn and then mothers across the country are like no I don't want my children exposed to that nonsense and so then you get the uh, uh, whatever the motion picture 
uh, the MPA, what is it? Most Impure Assholes Anonymous <laughs> Board. Uh, the guys no, that that's say, what it is. Yeah, that's whatever. That's what it should be. That they, they, they rate movies and like, no, this isn't appropriate. We should stop exposing things to things and stuff like that when it's really just like... One cup of or a cup and a half? A uh, cup and a half uh, of cheese. Honestly, you could put as much cheese in as you fucking yeah, want. You know, I don't want to take it easy on the cheese. Let's go. Let's just do like two or three cups. Rule for life. Don't take it easy on the cheese. That's fine. You Listen, you only get one. Or I, I don't know how the universe works. Maybe Buddhism is right. Maybe there's there's a doorway and all the demons are on the other side and pass through the door and then you achieve alignment. But the whole point is is that if you just keep going, is forward. keep moving forward, that kind of thing. So there's only one life of like, which is to say, uh, keep moving forward. So eat as much cheese as you fucking want. Anyway, uh, back to the MPAA. The, so the horror movie, right? So we had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it started saying damn everywhere. And moms and mothers and everybody got all their shit bent out of whack. And they're like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And that's why we had in the 90s, we had the TV rating system. The TV rating system. We had all that. But then we had all the nonsense that comes from – you remember Batman Forever? Yeah. And yeah. how bonkers, wacky, and silly it was by comparison to – Batman and Batman Returns, or like the Batman, the the Michael Keaton ones. Right. Yes, that's right. the whole ESRB. Joker with a gun, where and yep. it's like twenty feet long. That yeah, was but great. no, but like, but uh, Danny DeVito as the Penguin is biting off the nose. Right. Of, it's it's weirdly gross and everything. That was the time when the MPA kicked in. Ratings became a really huge thing, and then Hollywood had to go. Fuck! What are we gonna do? Uh, and so they went. They Joel Schumachered everything. They went hyper hilarious sure. and over the top. That's where we get Batman and Robin. You know the the ugh, the it's as campy as the '60s one. Right. So they they went hardcore. You know, swung the needle in the other direction to be like, okay, well, this is horror, but we can't do this. Is gotta be. They have to be, and that's where all the that's why all the '90s horrors was really they're, none of it's memorable. Goofy, like it Scream, was. I know what you did last summer. All that stuff is extremely, I don't know. It's but, it's wacky and contemporary. Like, and the only thing scary was jump scares. Like, I've gotten so sick of jump scares. Yes. It's like, oh, no, you played on my my instincts, yes. that loud, sudden, yes. moving, big, you know, it, threatening thing. intrinsically that I go, terrifying. Ah! It's just, yeah, I, you, you hit it. No, it's the, someone's in your house. Ooh, that's this. scary. Yep. It, it, it's not, it's not, this has been scary. Damn it. This has been scary since we were cavemen. It's like, get out of my tent. Right. <laughs> get out of my yurt. Ug, 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 Yes, which is, translates to, not, get out of my tent. Get out of my, girl, but fuck you. <laughs> get out of my igloo. So that's why, yeah, that's why the 90s was all about, um, you got psychological horror. We, we really heavily went into that because nobody could do gore. And then became the rise of horror comedies, i.e. gremlins. <laughs> I love gremlins. Gremlins and stuff like that. It's we bad. started getting a lot but of like it. very silly. Or uh, stuff. trolls? Was it? No, no, no. Troll. Yeah, troll yeah. and then troll two or the back of the hood. <laughs> troll two into the oh. hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tales from the hood. We had all those right. stuff that were. They couldn't be gory. They had to be silly and weird and yeah, they, like they, off the wall bullshit. Off the wall bullshit. Which then we got over and we tried doing well saw came out and that was a torture porn of like the early 2000s which yes. they're like finally we can do gore yes which they, was we had we had we tetanus had, and gore yeah we had stayed away from gore for a long enough time that saw could then prosper because it was the goriest film we'd seen in a really really right. long time and audiences were like no 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 i'm not taking my kids to this shit like yeah, this is weird <laughs> but i really want to see this <laughs> this will fuck you up 
And that's why we have fucking Saw films, are there? There's like a... Seven plus the remake? Yeah, there's like a Saw cinematic universe at this point. Yeah, like, which, is a, a, which is outrageous. There's a story that kind of binds all of them together. Loosely, but Very it binds loosely, them all together. Yeah. Somehow this man who had cancer was able to build a thousand and one traps. And like future... That's the, that's the thing that any... Whenever anything I'm watching, when they rely on the ah ha ha ha, I could plan so well nope. that I could plan. Nope. It's like nah, man. Like I can plan for like my day almost. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way you can plan for like what people are gonna do in five, six, seven years. Like no, you can't. No, no, you can't blackmail them so intensely, right. heavily. There's a. Th- it's just not. Especially that he's like then after he's dead, stuff is still continuing. You're like no, you stop it. <laughs> Cut it out. Knock it off. You can't do this. Anyway. We are in this weird transition of horror movies right now. We're sort of experimenting with psychological horror. We're sort of experimenting with, with body, gore kind of a thing. Mm. We're, we're starting to really kind of rein stuff in. And occasionally we get really good films. I feel like some of the best horror movies in the last, I don't know, Eight years have been. Uh, I really enjoyed the shit out of the Babadook. Did you <laughs> like that one? I, the ending was lame. The ending was very bad. I, I didn't quite get it. I feel but, like every horror movie you should end it fifteen minutes early. That's just kind of what I've been oh, figuring no, out. No, totally. It, if have you you give the last yeah you cut the last twenty minutes. It's a it's a really good right. really good film. Um, Oculus with didn't Karen Gillan and the Haunted Mirror. It's very fucky. I mean, my favorite horror concept is the monkey's paw. That's my favorite. Yeah. I the, love that make shit. Make the wish, and it shit goes awry. And it twists it. It gives you exactly what you want, but twists it. Just fucks it up because you don't know exactly what you want because right. you're really self-serving. Right. and I love shit like that. Um, that's, that's Oculus is about this like demonic mirror that just fucks the world up around people and oh. kills things. It's very good. The ending, the ending I got like visibly angry at. I stood up in the theater and was like, fuck! <laughs> fuck this... I'm gonna, I'm gonna call somebody. This is bullshit. Anyway, that one was super good. Uh, we're starting to get into. I think we're really um, horror movies never asked anything of the viewer in the '80s to like watch Nightmare on Elm Street. It didn't ask any existential questions about your existence. It was just like, you know, dreams are spooky. Yes, scary guy. Right, right. Everyone takes Don't comfort judge in judge people. <laughs> it's, you yeah. know, it's it's you know, it's nice. You can wake up from a dream and then you're safe. But what if you didn't? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh no. <coughs> uh, that movie Hereditary with Tony Collette that came out recently. That was super fucking creepy. Um, it played heavily into a lot of like weird family trauma and unspoken relationships and everything. That one was super good. I watched Mother with Jennifer Lawrence where it's this giant, it's a Darren Aronofsky film. Uh, he did The Wrestler, which is really good, with um, whose fucked face up is he? Um, he's Mickey he, Rourke? Yes! I was just guessing. Zing. You're like, a uh, guy with the fucked up face? Guy with the fucked Mickey up Rourke. face, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, he plays, a, he, it's, a, uh, it's also Marissa Tomei. In it, it's very good. She's delicious. She, you see her boobs. <laughs> you see her rack in the wrestler, and it's very. It's a great film. Darren Aronofsky also did Black Swan, which in and of itself is kind of like a psychological thriller slash see, horror movie. Those. So what I'm kind of getting into is movies that aren't. This is a horror movie. It's a. This is a movie 
but it's also got some spooky. Like I like yes. being surprised. Yes. Okay. This is in so that way. If you've not seen Hereditary, I highly recommend it. If you've not seen Mother, I highly recommend it. And that's where we um, get out. The Jordan Peele film is super good. See, that was wonderful. Yes. That was you know, delightful. That's where I was like, we're getting we're getting a lot of good psychological horror. They they include a little bit of body horror. They get into, there's a little bit of torture. There's a little bit of weird medical play and horrifying things, stuff like that. They're getting really good with including a lot of things and not being any one like all the horror movies in the eighties were man is chasing scary man is chasing you, right? And yeah. there's different tons of different versions of You're camping. Killer. Yes. Hobo comes out to make stabby stab. Yes. yes. Like oh, oh, mm. that's very scary. Is that a raccoon? No, it's a crazy homo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homo? <laughs> Oof. Hobo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Homos don't Sorry. scare me. Love Sorry. you guys. You're great. You have the best bars. It's, your flags are wonderful, too. <laughs> right. Um, we love Queer Eye. So my favorite horror movie? Yeah. Okay, it's called The Audition. Ooh. It is a Japanese one. Here, here's the gist of it. Here's oh, and Japan knows how to do. Japan, they get weird. Fucks culture. with your head. Yeah, big time. Okay, because they have all kinds of weird cultural right. So there's about stuff that there, you're like, I don't understand this. Right. I mean, I don't know if it's predictable for someone who is Japanese, mm-hmm. but uh, oh no, for us Westerners, no fucking but, idea but, what's about to go on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so you know, if you're Japanese and, and you get this stuff, then feel free to let me know. But well, the audition. The audition. Here's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Girl goes. It's, there's an audition for a commercial. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this girl goes in. She she does her audition. She's cute. She's wonderful. She does the lines. It's great. It's mm-hmm. whatever. And the people she are smiling. Fuck the director. Right. 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 Uh, no, this isn't America. That's <laughs> <laughs> not in Japan. That's I'm assuming pretty, that's pretty horrible. Horror, right. horror, 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 bad. Horror, horrible, horrible. That's Hor- what I just horrible. said. <laughs> uh, my sex life. Um, <laughs> Title your sex tape. So. Uh, she does the audition and the people mm-hmm. uh, they smile and say okay uh, we'll call you they had no intention of calling her but this girl is just, just waiting for the call and she like slowly descends into madness oh, and good. it's just like it's it's one of those it's a concept so off the wall Love it. but like you see like first it starts out as just her anxieties and just her not really trusting in herself and then and then monsters and shit show up and you're just yes. like is this a metaphor is this because this- that's a really scary metaphor oh, this is really fucked up Oh, that's hilarious. That sounds really good. I want to watch that. So we're getting really good horror movies. Like, people are getting the concept of horror because they're getting into really, like, existentialist dilemmas about things. And it's kind of like the – it makes me laugh because it's kind of like how our economy went from our great-grandparents – lived in an economy where it was, I will trade you sheep for wheat. Right. Uh, right. Your wheat will buy me, you know, and it was, but I I made everything with that wheat. I made bread or I made things or blah, 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 right. that. And we went from, we went from commodity, and so we traded in a commodity economy and then commodities became goods. Oh, what do you do with that wheat? Well, you make bread. Well, I have all the shit to make bread. How about I, uh, how about I just make the bread for you? You it's pay like, a little oh, okay. bit more, but then you have to work a little bit less. Ah. You know, we went to yeah. goods and then goods became like, oh, you're, what do you do? Will you buy bread? How about I just deliver the bread to you? I'll just bring you. I'll just bring you the bread. And we went to services, that kind of thing, and then we went to like, uh, you know, oh, what do you do with bread? You, just, you, you how about I make a whole sandwich out of it? And then create and now, experiences, right? And now it's turned into. I'm pretty sure bread's going to cost two more cents in a couple of years. I'm going to bet that it will. Yes. And then in the back end, they're going to make sure transformative right. economy, that kind of thing. Now, right. but now it's like uh, wheat bread is good for your soul, and so we live in a transform, you know, transform, uh, transformation economy kind of thing. And so it's it's funny how horror has gone from. The same thing where we were afraid of 
objects and the killer blob. homos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I am. Oh, I guess so I don't bad. know. Uh, like uh, you know, attack of the fifty foot woman and the giant ants. We were afraid of objects, and then it became we were afraid of people, and then it became we were afraid of external forces, right? Kind of things, aliens, well, and stuff like yeah, that. Pe- and now people we're afraid who of... are part of something that isn't quite. There's something about you know, Jason. You can shoot him. You can stab him. You can harpoon him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop him. Oh, he's human, but clearly not. Ah, but now we're getting into like we're afraid of being alone. We're afraid of <laughs> like. Uh, uh, you know, we're afraid we, of we uh, family traumas and, and reincarnating and all kinds of things. We're afraid of uh, we're getting into good places with horror. So to see to cycle all the way back to see Escape Room, it was such a poorly executed concept. They took oh everybody, you're survivors of a of a tragedy, and that's how we're going to link you together. And I I don't know. I think it was an R rated film. It didn't feel like it. None of the deaths felt scary. Everything felt really predictable. No one felt this, though. Okay, the shittiest part about it is in Saw, you feel the danger is around every well, yeah. corner. And, and, they, and they tell you what it is. They're sort of like, you have 30 seconds to get out of this. And they don't tell you what this is. And then she opens the door and it's a room of needles. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, this is going to be really you, bad. You feel the dread of that person in yep. that moment. You're just like, oh. At no point. Tetanus. At no point watching Escape Room did I ever feel any kind of real danger for the people. Which was so, so it was extremely difficult to kind of like. To give get a in, shit. Yeah, to give a shit about the characters because it was like. The only person I cared about was uh, the hot blonde from Daredevil, Deborah Ann Wall. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. She's in the movie. And she she dies. Spoilers. Oh, no. Which is so lame. And I'm like, damn it. Why isn't she the... Oh, this is dumb. <laughs> Real dumb. Anyway, the deaths... Um, the first death is unpredictable. Okay. It just kind of happens arbitrarily, which is the most like... Wait, the, the kid, they're in a... They, they suddenly go from this one room to suddenly they're outside... In a free escape it, room, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but it's it's the outside is a room. The outside is, a room, but they're not. It's it's like a there's like TVs that make up the wall, so it looks like oh you're outside in a frozen lake when it's really you're just in this you're in a fridge. You're in a giant fridge, so the you know temperatures are to go on, but they're on a lake of ice, and the ice just suddenly cracks and he falls through, and that's it. Oh. So there's no consequences to his death. There's no trigger to his death. There's no activate. There's nothing. So he just suddenly arbitrarily dies. It sets the tone for the rest of the film with the rest of the deaths because no one is there for like there any were... real reason. No because stakes. they were Yeah, there was no stakes. They're not there because they were bad people and they're atoning for the bad things that they've done. They were just picked because it was like, oh, you kind of went through a trauma and we want to test to see if you're, you're lucky people and all and have all survived a disaster. We want to see who the luckiest of you is. Oh. So there's no stakes to it. There's no reason why they're there. So none of the deaths feel any kind they're, of sticking they're power. They're just there. Yep. They showed up for a job interview. Yep. <sighs> it's not, it's very, they all Please, get, if job interviews could kill me, I'd be so happy. It's so stupid. They get a, they get a cube. Everybody gets a cube and a little card from a family member that's like, Take a trip. Here's the thing. I bought you a blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like a Rubik's-style cube where they open it up and a little card pops out that's like, you've been invited to a free thing. And it's, it's the hokiest of circumstances to get there. So nothing feels – there's no weight to any of their consequences or decision, decisions or anything. And then the rooms are – while the movie is visually entertaining, s- sort of <clears> – <throat> 
it, it just feels like uh yeah. the whole movie is really eh. Deborah Ann Wall's death is the most it's the most it's sad because you're like no someone who I know can act and can make this a good movie in the future yes they're they're in an upside down bar how they get there I don't remember because it was so arbitrary like wait fuck what they're in an upside down room that is in an elevator shaft and the floor uh, is activated by a tone falls away so then through a series of like mishaps whatever it was Deborah Ann Wall finds the key to the door but finds herself on the opposite side of the room when there's no more floor left and she can't make it and she falls to her death but that's oh. that's it oh. they don't show the, they don't show her smashing to the ground to be gory or anything there's no horrifying scream on her way she like the camera doesn't follow her as she descends nope. that's great that's a great way to make a fall Yee! nope people with fear of heights people with fear of nope. dying from falling they don't do any of that which kills me because they lose they lose all the potential for making it really really kind of scary and they just they just shit on it really <laughs> poorly anyway it was i was very mad because i'm like she's a great actress and then this is like a poor utilization of her talents this sucks Hey, you got to keep that SAG membership up. You got to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every eighteen months, you got to have a job. And Everybody's so, a, every now and then when I see that stuff, I'm like, ah, got to keep. I've that. heard this a million times. Everyone's a whore in Hollywood, which right. sucks because you just have to. You just gotta like, shit. I gotta pay my dues. Right. I guess. Whatever. Right. Uh, okay, so what do we got? We've got oh, the meatballs. The meatballs have been simmering in the soup for a little while, which is pretty good. Is there anything else we need to do? I put the cheese in. Uh, we're going to ramekins. We could put it in a ramekins. In. Or do we need to oregano? Or? Uh, salt and pepper and oregano. And then... We put them in the ramekins. So you put them in the ramekins. You put... Um, I don't want to broil them. You don't want... Just, just put it in a bowl. I, don't want, I just want to eat it. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, too. <laughs> All right. We're ladling up the soup. It smells really good. Uh, my wife texted me from upstairs. It smells like pizza. <laughs> Not going to lie. It actually... It looks... It looks it looks like tomato. I mean, it's a lot of tomato sauce, so it has a lot of pizza esque ingredients. Sure, sure. Um, meatball sub soup. This is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. We've got like uh, little pieces of buttered br- buttered toasted bread that we're gonna use as like a, <laughs> as a baguette substitute. Uh, yeah, baguette substitute stuff like that. It's gonna be pretty good. The whole step is, is that we're supposed to put them in ramekins. You put the bread on top of it. You put a bunch of cheese on top of it, and then you broil it together for presentation wise. But both of us are really fucking hungry, so. And we only have two ramekins. Well, we're gonna we're just gonna. And they're small ramekins. We're just gonna go ahead and skip that nonsense. All right, we're gonna do that. We'll let's plate everything up, and then we'll have some uh, review in just a minute. Sounds good. Everybody's we we're all up and plated. We've taken a photo. You're gonna crunch on some bread. Right. I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get the whole meatball enchilada. I'm gonna get a meatball. Oh no, I'm not. Oh, my little my bread boys. Bread boy fell apart. My bread boy fell apart. So we're gonna get mush, mush it with your with your spoon. There we go. Mush it with my spoon. I'm gonna get a, a loaf of the. I'm gonna get a little bit of the bread. I'm gonna get a little bit of the hurry, soup. Hurry, it burns. It burns. And half the hot, meatball. Hot soup. Hot soup. This is my this is my special. This is my superpower, baby. It tastes like a meatball sub. These are good meatballs, baby. First time I've ever made meatballs. All right, so this recipe comes from delish.com. That's like the third one we've done from delish. It is. Um, At least this one's actually delish. Yeah, thank you, Ethan Calabrese. Ooh, good Italian name. We should have known it was good from the start. Yeah, it was pretty good. He, Calabrese. He posted this November 10th, 2015. That's Ooh, recent. Six, yeah, not bad. 6.3 thousand uh, social media interactions. They're showing like Facebook, Pinterest, email, print. Um all the flavors of a sandwich mashed into one gloriously cheesy soup. My dog is just waiting underneath us mm-hmm. for cheese to drop. I like the meatball recipe. So the meatballs are delicious by themselves. 
the soup part. It's just kind of like a schnazzy tomato soup, which isn't bad, but it's okay. But it's not. It's not. It's not really bringing anything interesting no, to the table. It's not. It's it's really not. It's a mediocre like tomato soup recipe at best. I don't know what I could put into it that would make it a lot better. But real talk, this is my new meatball recipe. This is hands oh, down. Oh, this is shit. Yeah. No. No. So I'm gonna give this. Uh, uh, thumbs up four. That's what like yeah. I, this I might put this into my mm-hmm. uh, into my rotation because it's also it's not too bad. It's the only the only real prep that you do oh. was rolling the meatballs. That was the biggest. That was issue. really it. The rest of it is just putting ingredients into a soup. Yeah, into a it's soup. all stuff that you get from a can. Uh huh. And I call that shorthand cooking. Like people are like, I made this from scratch, and you know what I really hear when people say that? I did this with extra work mm-hmm. because it's not like. Making it from scratch rarely makes it inherently better. It always makes it more work. True. But here's the thing. I can't... I don't have the equipment to puree tomatoes. Yeah. A machine can do that, and it can do it way better than anything. So I would have to then find good tomatoes. I would then have to find machines that can properly do it. And by that time... Well, you'd have to roast... You'd have to, like, pan fry roast your tomatoes, which would be a thing, and... (laughs) I mean, you gotta do the, and then you you gotta get an immersion blender and yeah, it's like oh, no, it is a lot it. of work. It's a mediocre. Yeah, this is definitely a thumbs up for me. This is a very good recipe. Um, oh, fuck, I cannot get over how delicious the meatballs are. Seriously, you guys, these are super good. I feel like it's the red pepper flakes. You know, and and I that's I weird. That's the weirdest part about this that the red pepper flakes add a lot of dimension to it. We only added a little bit. I, I think we we're supposed to add like a uh, a bunch, and I think we added like half the amount of. I did like three shakes. Yeah, three shakes of it. So I don't even think we're, we're supposed to add like a tea. It says a teaspoon, but I don't think we added that. Anyway, this is they're really good meatballs. Got a little pizzazz to it. Yeah, baby. We buttered some bread slices. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up for the meatballs. Thumbs down for the soup. Yeah. I don't feel like the soup is good. I feel like the soup is pretty bland. This is something that I'm like you should you should find someone who is Italian and has a good re- and has a good tomato soup recipe and you would do a they would do a much better job of this. So I, I, I get why people make from scratch. I understand like yes, it automatically makes it means it more work and more often than not it does not mean made better. Um, it just means you can you know stroke your dick in front of people. It is, but but the only time I, the the best times when from scratch is utilized properly is with somebody's passed down recipe. That's the shit. That's the best, like, so, like, tamales from scratch. So my my mother has her mother's recipe who had her mother's recipe, like... Does that one have brains in it? Because that's good tamales. That's good shit. Anyway, the, just, you know, it, it's written on parchment in Spanish. Oh, so you know it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It survived, you know, the, the Mayflower or whatever it was in order to get over here. Those kinds of recipes are the recipes that I'm like, yes, you absolutely make this from scratch for sure. Um, and this is one of those things that I'm like, I would make this better by having somebody's from scratch tomato soup recipe or something like that. Totally, totally. But you could cheat. This is This is also a great recipe. If you didn't want to make tomato soup, you could go to your favorite restaurant, like go to Zupa's and get a couple takeout containers of tomato soup. Just make the meatballs, throw the mozzarella in, and have a kick-ass soup with yeah. ultra-minimal effort. Right. That's a great and idea. These meatballs are fucking super delicious. Just do, just do takeout. By the way, pro tip for anyone out there. <clears throat> uh, if you ever don't want to wait in line at uh, – or wait – not wait in line – <laughs> who likes waiting in line? British no, people. They do. They like a good queue. They know how to queue. No, they. Uh, our dog is like 
He is just down there. He's like, you motherfuckers are going to drop some cheese, and I'm going to love it. He's made eye contact with you. He's like, drop that shit. <laughs> drop me some. Don't drop him that shit. I won't. You're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you if you want to go to a restaurant, and you're like, oh, man, there's a 40-minute wait. You know what you just do? Order their, their you know, takeaway. Their not, not, you know, what is it? Not takeaway. It's takeout. Takeout. It's not the, yeah. Uh, it's curbside pickup. The curbside pickup. You do that because you can get your food in 20 minutes, and then you eat it in front of everyone who's waiting. <laughs> I've done that at a Cheesecake Factory three times and it is the best way to enjoy the cheesecake factory because that restaurant is a horrifying nightmare of what is there what is aesthetic. their decoration no. it's it's egyptian art commercialist deco? art deco modern like, art fucked up is what bamboo it is. outdoor furniture plastic beer mug beer mug <laughs> yeah have you not the plastic steins that they get your water in it's uh I've read New York Times articles trying to trying to dissect to, it to, to, to yeah to to identify what happened, <laughs> and it's just it's, it's like five people got started and they it's, you know <laughs> one dude bought the restaurant right tried to put some changes in it the other guy another guy bought it from him didn't he had some leftovers from a theme park yep <laughs> that he used to own. <laughs> And six, he, he was in charge of a Six Flags that closed down. Bim, 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 bim. He added that into the aesthetic, and then the next guy who bought it was like, "This is good. I'm gonna add some more shit." It's really like a, it's like a horror. It's like a haunted house of right. where one architect was like, "I'm gonna add onto the house," and like then, it's one of those. But they it... didn't demolish that section. They just <laughs> like we're just gonna we're gonna build more stuff into it. So there's really um, Cheesecake Factory is stairs to nowhere, <laughs> over and over and over again, but just with visual aesthetic, visual design aesthetics. It's insane. Especially to their menu, because there'll be Italian food. There'll be curry. You'll get meatball soup. Uh, like You'll I'm, get... Like, it's nice that you can get a lot of different Chicken fried steak. But it does make do me wonder. Cheesecake. What's the theme? Who actually knows what they're doing? Which is ridiculous, because you think about how many different styles of cooking that that place has to master. How many chefs do they fucking have in the kitchen? I've never been in it. Like, you, you probably have to imagine half the size of a cheesecake factory is the chefs, <laughs> the, the kitchen, because they got to go, well, we have to be able to make um, uh, uh, burgers, uh, you know, and Moroccan cuisine. I mean, you have to do what you have to do. You got to give the people what they want. The sure. People want and their everything. faces pressed up against the glass. Ah, they put cookies on that one is fucking scary. <laughs> Just American capitalism and its ultra finest, where they just they don't care what they're making. They're just mass appealing to everyone. Cheesecake is is the is the true nowhere man. It's the, they are everything and nothing. It's the amalgam of unoriginality. Uh huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're ever, it's Route sixty six abandoned. Oh shit. And the nightmare of the nightmare of the past. Ooh, I found those red pepper flakes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, this was fun to make. This was delicious. I'm not terribly surprised that it was tasty. No, it didn't seem like it didn't seem too outrageous. But we've been surprised really before. Yes, yes, we have. I'm looking at you, cheeseburger egg rolls, <laughs> you bastards. I listened to that episode again, and I just I went back to it. I was recalled back into the horror of this, like, this soggy, greasy mess that was that fucking recipe. Oh lord. This, however, this is pretty good. This is dang all good. This is definitely a very hearty winter soup. Oh, and it snowed today. Yeah, Fuck but... snow. <laughs> all right, friends. This has been the One Pan Podcast. Food's funny. Uh, it's not so much. <laughs>